the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It, your what? Wait, do you remember that back in the day? It was a song, it was a commercial jingle, and if you're old enough to remember that, then you should remember the place and what we wanted after we would hear about it. Here's the thing. Did you ever really know what it was if you weren't watching the TV? See, that was a popular cliche commercial phrase back in the 80s and for some of us even the 70s. And it just simply said, have it your way. So the thing is, if you weren't savvy, if you weren't paying attention, if you weren't listening or even looking at the TV, you never really knew what it was. Well, what is it? It it's a pronoun. That's what it is. So this is what I figure in life. Most times we don't even know what it is. The it factor in our lives, it bothers us. It worries us. It depresses us. It annoys us. It disturbs us. It. What is it, though? Half of the problems that we have, we won't identify, neither will we. Mm. Consider. So what do we do? We go straight to the trash can. It's called denial. That's right, the D word, denial. Most people don't understand that the opposite of denial, we've talked about this right here on Carrying the Burden, the opposite of denial is truth. Really? Yes. When you're in denial, it's so much easier to just avoid, mm, to not, let's say, acknowledge uh, let's say masquerade. Yeah, all of those words. Why? Because whenever you're in denial, usually that's uh, the young people call it a low key declaration that something is not true. Well, what are you denying today? That's actually true. Take a moment. You have some denials in your life today. <laughs> and we're not talking about the rivers. Yeah, remember that old joke? Denial, you know, the river in Egypt. No, no. We're talking about real denial, the old, old school kind, the kind that everybody likes to pretend doesn't exist. It's not an elephant in the room. In your life, denial is real. And the more you actually act like it's not, the more bound you become. Remember, I'm a Christian. You know, I'm all about identifiers. I'm all about politics. Politics is just the people. Calm down. But one of the things involving politics, most people are quick to identify their side. Well, I'm on the side of the right. Just <laughs> Did you catch that? Uh -huh. I'm on the side of the righteous, the righteous of who God the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm on his side. So one of the things that I have to face, if I'm on his side, I have to make my declarations. And one thing I declare is that Jesus is the way. He's the truth. T, let's spell it, R-U-T-H, and the L-I-F-E. The reason we have to spell those out, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. Do you know how many preachers, am I going to call out the pastors too? No, I won't do that because that might sound in judgment and condemnation, but I've heard them. I was there. I don't know where you were when you heard I'm the way, truth, and the, ooh, ooh, not that one, not the switch on the wall, but I am the way, truth, and the L-I-F-E, the life. Do you know how many people misquote that scripture? I do. Think about it in your life. What have you declared today to be true? Now, let's stop with true and sit on that for a minute. Here's the thing. Most of us will accept a lie before truth. Why? One, it's easy to accept lies. (laughs) One of my favorites, my mom used to tell me this growing up, uh, you're getting a little heavy. What? What are you talking about? It looks like you've gained a couple of pounds. Uh Uh-uh. Especially when you're a teenager because you don't want to hear that. That's the worst thing ever. And so you go into instant denial. Here's the thing. I found it happens when you're a teen for us ladies. Most. And then when you get over that, eh, we'll call it uh, the mountain of success in your life. We won't declare anybody's age today. But even for the guys, you get to that place in your life where you weren't the 32 slim anymore. And some guys were, oh, I was never a 32. I was 34, but you were slim. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) So now the truth of the matter is, do they have a 42 fat? I don't know. Guys, you let me know. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I know one guy has reached out to me and he wrote me a long email and he told me some things. But in the meantime, what guys need to remember is truth works for you too. Now, if we were to have a debate here on carrying the burden, because I care about the guys a lot. Guy caregivers get overlooked. Guy caregivers aren't spoken of. And most of the time, It's assumed that the women are the caregivers. Well, we can get into the stereotypes another day. Today, we're still talking about the truth, denial, what's true, what's not in your life. Because when you care, you have to know what you declare. Did you catch that? Yes. Catchphrase, write it down. If you're driving, don't do that. If you declare, you should care. You should care about what you declare. Is it meant to rhyme? Absolutely. So what's the whole point of that? When you make declarations of truth in your life, it's easier to deal with. So I told you, I'd go into instant denial. Like, uh-uh, I haven't gained any weight, even though my jeans might have been just a little snug, you know. Uh, remember when we used to fall into the that store and we'd buy our jeans there? Yeah, if I had to move to a different square on the wall, I had to accept that my mom might be right. And I went up a size, not because I was getting older, but I had gained a couple of pounds. So if we're going to live in denial, that means what? We don't get a chance to be in the truth. When you're in denial, you end up refusing to agree with the truth. So Christians, I'm talking to you. Are you a Christian? I heard Not only on the news this week, but I saw some research that in America, I was overwhelmed by this. I was like, who are these people? 70% of people declare they are Christian. I said, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Let me get into the facts a little more. I mean, it was a long research study on a pretty reputable site. They're known for research. And I went into all the demographics. I couldn't believe it. At the end of the day, the total count was that 70% of people actually declare Christianity. They declare it. Okay, a declaration. You care to declare, let's take our time with this, Lorraine, that you're a Christian. So why? Why would you declare that? 
Well, if someone asks you, right, uh, do you go to church? What church do you go to? That's a tricky question post-COVID. And a nurse told me yesterday, COVID is rising back up. She said it, not me, but hey, she's in medical. I'm not. Although when you're a caregiver, you're always in medical if you're caring for someone with medical conditions. So you have to be aware. You have to be on guard. You have to be alert. Why? Because there's always something prowling around, danger. Mm, I don't know if COVID is stranger danger. We're familiar with it. But if it creeps up on us and we're not prepared, (gasps) gasp, then what? Oh, no. Right? So I can't deny that that could be true, although I don't have the truth. So what does that have to do with my Christianity? Well, seven out of ten people are saying they're Christians too, but I'm supposed to be able to recognize my people, right? Here's the thing. When you're a Christian, your Christian identifier or your identity is not based upon race. We're talking about demographics now. Age, right. You know on paper when they have you check off those boxes and the categories? Yeah, it's not based on race, age, gender, all of these identifiers that put you in a category. So Christians, what category are you in? Christians, Woo, this is heavy because most Christians are not in these categories. Love, patience, peace, gentleness. Oh, you know those categories, the love categories, fruit of the spirit categories. No, we're not. Be honest. Most Christians are impatient, Mm -hmm. and that's what we show. Now, remember, they will know that we are Christians by the what? Love that we show to each other. See, there's the contingency. If you've noticed, I've noticed globally, when people have a belief system, they usually stick together. So the question becomes, where did the divide begin, the division among Christians? Where did all the separation begin? I'll tell you, I know. You ready? When we stop acting like we love one another. So how do you act like you love? Well, there's another contingency. You can act like it or you can actually be it or do it. So here are your options. Actress, actors, the key and the root is what? Acting. Mm-hmm. You can pretend to be a Christian. <laughs> you can identify as Christian. However, the truth of the matter is you might not be a Christian. What makes you a Christian? Your declaration? Yeah, coupled with a couple of other things, according to the Bible. You have to do that ABC method, except believe, confess. What are you talking about now? Well, let's slow down, because I don't always believe that everybody listening is a Christian. Although 70% of Americans are supposed to be, okay, this is K-Praise, those that are listening by way of podcast, uh, this is Christian podcast, okay. So 7 out of 10 of the listeners might be Christian, but they might not be in those other three yeah, one, two, three people, let's say, of the 10, they might not be Christian. So how am I supposed to let them know by way of just this simple message of denial? Yeah, that I'm a Christian. Well, I have to stand on my truth. I already told you, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If I go back to denying that I've gained five pounds, then I'm not in truth, and I'm not in alignment with the Lord. And that makes me then in alignment with who? (gasps) Gasp again, part two. Satan? Yeah, he's real. Do you know how many people don't believe in the existence of hell, Satan? 
Yes, take a deep breath, hardcore Christians. I know, I know, it rattles me too. I had a lady who declares Christianity who clearly told me this past week, no, God doesn't want people to go to hell. I agreed with that. And then she said, and he's not going to let them. I agreed with that, but I needed some more uh, truth with that, meaning the Bible. And she said, and no matter what, everybody's going to heaven. I said, what do you mean, ma'am, no matter what? She said, well, because a loving God is not going to allow that. I said, allow what? Remember we were talking about have it a certain way? Well, see, that is another one of those pronouns. So I need you to let me know what noun to you. Yeah, what, huh? Um, Say what, lady? I was so confused because she kept talking and none of it made sense to me as a Christian. She's supposed to be a Christian. We should be at least on the same page, not in two different libraries where the books are found. And I'm not talking about a Bible. I'm just talking about the old cliche on the same page. This lady was on a different planet from my Christianity. See, when you declare Jesus to be Lord, that's it. And everything under that falls in the Bible. Now, we might have some disagreements here and there that are what I call lightweight, but when we're talking about heavyweight disagreements on basic truths of the Bible, yes, God is a loving God. However, you can get into this more with me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. God has also given everyone, every man, every person a choice, like I told her. I said it's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We have a choice. And as Christians, we also have declarations. And those declarations are that if we say that we are Christian, here are our rules. The number one rule, she did agree with me on this one. Christians, what's that number one rule? To love, okay, because that's what Jesus told us to do. They weren't options. They were commands. They were declarations. Have you made your declarations today? I'm going to love her no matter what because she is my enemy, and I know it. But Jesus told me, ooh, deep breath here, sigh. I have to love, okay. Lord, how am I supposed to love this lady? I can't stand her. Well, act like it. Oh, remember we were talking about actors and actresses? Yeah. See, sometimes it's hard to be it when you don't know how. And you know that old expression, fake it till you make it? Eh, Well, that's borderline for me as long as you have the right motive. So you might have to do a little extra. I'm not talking about being in denial because, see, you don't like that person. They might not like you. Don't assume. Did you ask them? Don't assume. Don't judge them. But even if you don't like them, that's on you, not them. So Christian, I'm talking to the Christians here, not those other three out of the ten. Yeah. So if you're the Christian and you don't like somebody, it's your problem not theirs. Did you catch that? So don't be in denial. Declare your truth. Because when you're caring about other people, you project that on other people. Whether you work with people, whether you work around people, even if you work from home, a lot of the people that I speak to today in customer service, I hear their dogs barking. I hear their kids playing. I don't know what their company rules are, but hey, I know you're not in, let's say, a corporate office with um, 42 floors, yeah, you might be in your kitchen, and that's fine. 
This is a post-COVID society now. Let's accept that, America. Let's respect it. However, for the Christians, we have to do so much more than just care. Because I can fake care, too. People do it all the time on their jobs. They don't really care, but they want to get paid. Did you catch that? For some of us that are caregivers, we don't get paid. So then what? Do we just fake it? Uh, Sometimes... Caregivers do have to fake it until they make it. But I found, nah, faking it takes longer. So the acting part comes into play when you are resembling a thing. So what does that mean? When you're acting out a part, those people aren't real. We watch movies. We watch TV. Listen, we want to believe they're real in our hearts. But at the end of the day... When that screen ends, so does the acting. It's over. It's fictional. But when you're a Christian, this is our reality every day. My Christianity is not fiction. So when I finish watching Julia Roberts, let's say, and it's over, if I see her in Hollywood, I can't expect her to be the pretty woman from the film. Did you catch that? I can't expect her to be that character in real life. I shouldn't expect her to be that person. She was acting. Uh Uh-oh. So now you're confusing me, Lorraine. I thought you said I'm supposed to act like it. Well, until you can get better. Most actors don't get the job the first time. It's rare. It happens every blue moon. But it's usually by way of a handoff, a referral. Most people have to try and try and audition and do it again. Take a lot of harsh criticism and try again. That sounds like my Christianity. I don't know about you. And I had to act like a Christian before I became a Christian. Did you catch that? Because I didn't know what to do. I saw the Christians. I saw how they were. I saw how they acted. So I had to assimilate myself to be like them. I had to resemble them by acting like them. So when you don't know what to do, no one gives you a part to play or a role. You just do what you see. Did you catch that? You do what you see. So if I'm observing other Christians and they do it that way, well, I'm going to try to do it that way until I know any other way to do it. Because acting at the end of the day, actually, it's just a performance. Woo, that's heavy. A lot of Christians are giving great performances. However, are they really doing the work? Are they really actually doing a great job? People that get Oscars in America, those people are doing a great job, so to speak. So anyway, it's a matter of opinion, but someone has acknowledged that, hey, that character was so true to form, true to life. It affected me. It took my breath away. Wow, I was amazed. They did great work. They were awesome. We see all the reviews. We see all the acclaim. If someone were to review your Christianity after having an interaction with you, Christian, Would they know you're a Christian by the love you show? Do you act like it? At least, at least if you don't, it's time to make some declarations. I want to be a Christian. I'm going to be a better Christian. I can do this Christian thing. Let me study how to be a Christian. Maybe I should go to Bible study and learn how Christians are to be. There are some options. Work with them. You choose what you want. But look, if you're going to be a 
good little Christian, as my mom calls me, you ought to do some things like tell the truth. Now, be honest. Deep breath here. Let's do some meditation. Ready? Todd, should we hit that meditational music? I don't know. Whatever works for you. I know for me sometimes I just need to hear birds chirping. I just need to hear some wind blowing because I need those elements to remind me that I'm human and that I am existing and that what I'm doing is actually worth something. Yeah. Ready? Deep breath. Here it is. Now, ah, breathe out. Did you think about how you're not being a good little Christian? Maybe you're a bad little Christian. I don't know. That's your declaration. That's your truth. That's the truth you have to tell yourself. Because if you think you're a good little Christian, what's a good little Christian now? Just a stereotype that my mom gave Christians a long time ago that act like goody two-shoes and that they don't do any wrong. You know, they don't go to clubs, they don't get drunk, and they don't smoke tobacco. That was back in her day. You know, my mom's 80. Hey, (laughs) give her some grace and space. But they seem like these perfectionists. And unfortunately, we were acting like we are perfect. I said, we were, we are, and we do. We do act. However, at some point in your Christianity, the acting, the pretending has to become doing. It has to become doing. It can't be based on a false pretense. You're acting because, listen, acting can be fictional or it can be reality. Do you act like a Christian? Do you act like you care? Christians are supposed to care. So what do you do to declare that you care? The first thing you do is be honest with yourself and admit, I'm not being a good Christian. Whew, I need to take a look at myself. I judge people too much. Well, we have scripture for that. Matthew 7 and 1. Read the whole chapter. Matthew 7. Okay. Do I really act like I love people? Ooh. Uh, if I go down that checklist in 1 Corinthians 13, ooh, uh, well, maybe I need to work on it. Right, you do. These are your declarations. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to help you care And act like you're a Christian, at least. Start out acting, do something. Because eventually, that presentation of falsity, of Christianity, it's going to go away. Because truth will override falsity. Did you catch that? Why? Because truth is Jesus. Well, truth is God. Oh, yeah. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to get into that more, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Here on Carrying the Burden, it's about how you care. Now, yes, people say, oh, I really appreciated everything you said about caregiving. It helped me get through. But most people actually don't care. Whoa, they don't. They just act like they do. Well, it's a start, but eventually it needs to be genuine. All caregivers have to be genuine or we will burn out. If what you're doing is not truth to you, meaning if it's not love, then why are you doing it? Uh, I don't recall getting any caregiving awards so far in my lifetime. Going on 23 years, I, I don't. If there's a caregiver of the year award, let me know. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I will definitely nominate someone else because there are days, truthfully, I'm not the best caregiver. Oh, gasp. 
That's a declaration. Did you catch that? I'm being honest with myself. I'm telling my own truth. Could I have done that better? I could have. Was I a little impatient there? Yes. Whew. Did my mom feel loved right then? Probably not. I have to acknowledge and declare my own truths because I don't want the lies coming from the father of all lies representing me. I would rather declare my own truth as a good little Christian. I would rather declare that I need help here. I would rather declare, you know what? I'm not doing so good. I would rather declare that I even need care. Caregivers, you cannot do anything well if you don't get support. Well, how do you get support? Ask. It's real simple. I've got a great lesson for you. It's right there in Matthew 7. I told you to read the whole chapter. If you ask, uh, Jesus said you'll receive. And that's just not of him. A lot of times, most people won't ask for help. Why? Pride. Oh, the P word. Yes. Take a moment and just ask for help. Oh, I got it. No, you don't. Oh, I can do it. No, you can't. Oh, I'll get it. No, you won't. Did you catch all of that? Those are false declarations. Actually, tell yourself the truth and say, you know what? I could use some help on this. That's the first step. That's acting like a Christian because a Christian will use humility to get what they need because pride, it goes before your destruction, meaning it's all going to crumble if you stay in your pride. Put your pride aside. Make sure you humble yourself in the Lord. Ask for what you need. Make your list of declarations as a Christian. Now, remember, contingency, Christian, remember, book of John, chapter 13. We're talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, that old school. Yeah, chapter 13. They're going to know that you're a Christian by the love you show. So how about make some Christian declarations today regarding the love you show? Make yourself a to-do list. I do it often. Look at that list and say, have I been a good Christian today? Especially at the end of the day. Midday helps too, because you can change that. Declare your truth. Say, I'm going to care better. I declare to care. Matter of fact, I'm not going to be apathetic. I'm going to care. You've been listening to Caring the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here, KPRZ, 12, 10 a.m., and on any podcasting station near you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.